Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Media Podcast. My name is Patrick Hare, poet and author of Corporate Poiler Plate Vinegar from Brick Cave Books. Joining me in the studio today is my co-host, fellow poet and author, Bill Campana. Hi, Bill. Well, hi, Patrick. Patrick, did you know the Brick Cave Podcast is brought to you by the BC Book Club, Brick Cave Media's community portal for readers that love Brick Cave books and authors. And I hope a lot of them are loving us right now. Just loving the hell out of us. You can join today and be a part of the Brick Cave story at bcbookclub.com. It's almost like it's written on a script. We have some poetry to read and some poetry topics to talk about, so let's go. Bill, how many of your poems have you written since we did the last podcast? Well, it's been 30 days, so I'm going to say maybe 15, 16. Jesus. Yeah. I I, I live alone. (laughs) Well, I've written. There's nobody bothering me at, <laughs> at three in the morning. So, yeah, well, I've got I've, the green light, man. I haven't written anything. I mean, I, I have these little scraps of ideas, and then I have these flashes at three o'clock in the morning when I can't actually just, you know, turn something on and start writing it. So it tends to go away. But, um, well, you know, as, as I said, I live alone, so. Uh-huh. I either write in the in the middle of the night or I I, I fight I fight sleep. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and and then okay, well I'm up. I make some coffee, do some writing, do some reading, uh, have a breakfast, okay. uh, have well, another coffee. I'll send my kids over to your house. They'll wear you out. Yeah, <laughs> maybe take a nap, and, uh, and then I'm good to go. Then I then I go outside and fight the uh, the virus. <laughs> I, I I the last time I went shopping I had a I took a baseball bat with me and I I was hitting those those big COVID spores like 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 fastballs just. <laughs> now that, that Major League Baseball's coming back, I, I hear the first uh, the first. Bobblehead night is Dr. Fauci bobblehead. <laughs> that should be good. Uh, did you hear that the A's, speaking of, the A's are selling cardboard cutouts to put in the stands. Oh, wow. I saw that. Uh-huh. So, you, like, you could, I could buy my cardboard cutout and have it sitting there? Uh, yeah, and if they hit the your season, cutout, you the get the season. ball, I Does think. Does Tabor have his yet? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think the Diamondbacks are doing it. It's just the A's. Oh, they're missing out. I don't know. You still have to look like you're in Oakland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Patrick, do you watch poetry on YouTube, and why not? <laughs> I don't actually watch much on YouTube. I mean, I've put poetry on YouTube, but I didn't put my name on it, so it's gotten, like, five views in five years. So, um, yeah, because I, uh, I had some video work that I did where – there were these birds that were dipping dog food into water to soften it up so they could eat it. And so, you know, four minutes of birds dipping dog food gets a little bit old, so I put stuff <laughs> over it. And then, you know, I had... Um, My neighbors do that. Yeah. When I had a roommate with cats, and then I would follow her cats around and watch her cats do things like dip their hands into my water and then lick the, their hands to drink. I videotape yeah. that instead of drinking the water. Why do so. cats do that? Bob, you know, you're a cat guy. It's easier to get to. And you can't get your head in the... 
Well, see, I keep my, my cats. He's got a, a big, like a big on-the-rocks glass that I keep filled with with water. Yeah. So he, he just licks it off the top. Right. But when it gets down, he'll, yeah, he'll do yeah, that. When he, can't get, when he can't get to it, he'll stick his... Oh, he'll get to it. I shove his head in there. He'll get to it. <laughs> now, drink it. Drink it. Come on. Don't waste my water. <laughs> Four-legged mooch. So anyway, hey, uh, send us your poetry for the box segment. We promise we won't mess it up too much. <laughs> well, That's actually, not a we promise don't. I'm not going to make. Actually, we Jeez. actually. I'll sabotage your stuff, That's, man. That's yeah, it's, it's kind of a veil. I've had people threat. that didn't come back when I read their box night stuff, <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> I don't even care about mine. I'll, I'll screw mine up just for the hell of it. As you can see, you know, shortly. There's nothing like wrecking a good box night poem or having, you know, people come in, ask if it's going to be a regular slam, and if it's box night, they walk out the door. Yeah. That, that is very true. Well, they, <laughs> they, they, they're smart. They smell fear. <laughs> and they leave. They, I'm going, I think I'll go to Applebee's instead. <laughs> there, were, there were an audience that did that, found out it was going to be box night tomorrow. Yes. Whole audience. Yes. Remember. Speaking of YouTube, yeah, you know I, I don't watch poets on YouTube because I've seen enough over the years with all the the years of slam, and that's all you see on, you know, button poetry. It's, it's all the slammers. It's, you know, you're not going to see, you know, somebody like me just sitting there reading, you know. Perhaps that's the thing. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, when I was in the National Poetry Slam phase. Um, they didn't have things like poets on YouTube, but that was the type of thing I would always try and find. Is like, okay, who's likely to be on the team, and what are they going to read? Because sometimes you can riff off people's stuff, especially when it's their best stuff. You know they're going to read the same poem that they've always read because that's the one that gets the points. Oh, yeah. So, And if you don't hear it this year, you'll hear it next year, too. Yeah, so it's like it would have been, been good intelligence for, okay, here's something that can match that or you know, create a different side of it. You just became clues right there in that moment. Really? Yes. Really? Is that what he does? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. See, military intelligence. Uh -huh. My wife once told me that the clute is the liberal Patrick Hare. <laughs> <laughs> Which is wow. odd because I'm not conservative or popular. But you are, Pat <laughs> but you are Patrick Hare. <laughs> yes. At least you're not a conservative clute. Yes, it's like, well, Jesus, I'm not outgoing either. What the hell? What are you comparing me to here? <laughs> Bill, you're like itching to do a poem. I'm itching. I hear you got okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm itching. I'm itching. I'm going to do a piece here called Disappearances because, of you know, we're all hiding out these days, and, and sometimes I feel like uh, I'm just not there anymore. I'm gone. So, uh, and not just me, but other people, too. We're all disappearing slowly so anyway a man is standing by the entrance to the drugstore not well dressed but this is America and these days many of us look like slobs he is not necessarily menacing but he presents an uneasiness as he is alone and having a conversation with his invisible friend as I get closer I see the cell phone device in his ear that with every positive and beneficial neuron in my mind I believe it's functioning properly. Thankfully, because I am in no mood for a conversation or invisibility. I walk past him into the store, pick up my prescriptions, and when I leave, 
He is gone. Amazing. Poof. See, if you got in your prescriptions mailed like most people, you wouldn't have to see that. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I got to get out of the house. I guess so. <laughs> I, 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 I love going to Walgreens because, you know, uh, you know, because the, the store is like half, half angel, half devil. You know, half oh, of it's yeah. medication and the other half is just stuff that will drive you to more medication. Oh yeah, I used to, when I lived in Colorado, that's where you could get the big boxes of candy cheap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they got big bags of candy, big boxes of candy. The, you know, I'm, I'm sure they are. They probably have. Uh, I don't know what's the next holiday. The Labor, Labor Day. Day candy is out already. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get that. If you can come up with a candy for Labor Day, <laughs> the world will beat a path to your door. Who, who's the the guy that the, the Samuel Gompers? Was yeah, the the. AFL or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Patrick, you're up. Okay. Wax well, compers. This time I thought I would actually read something from the book that I'm trying to sell through Brick Cave Media because Brick Cave could use some money. So could Patrick Hill. <laughs> actually, maybe that's it. Most of the poems, when I wrote them, I couldn't even afford to go out to eat most times. So or else it's like I had enough money to get the money in the gas tank to drive to me. So, and if I won the slam, I might get to eat something on the way back. But now? You know, if you'd have told me that, I'd have, let, I'd, I'd, I'd have thrown a few slams. <laughs> I said, ah, I don't need them. Well, it's like you're paying rent, you're paying car insurance, you're paying everything else. I mean, I, I've lived on $5 in seven days before. So that's where, like, in one of the pieces I have where the people are begging for money outside the Albertsons. It's like, hey, I know that I can get, you know, water that. and ramen for five bucks here, and it could last me the whole week. I so do that now because I'm just cheap. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the good thing is, and that's one of the things I've been thinking on for a long time, is there's that person inside of me that still lives that lifestyle. It's like... Why the hell are you spending $10 on chicken? I was like, that's $10 used to buy an awful lot more stuff than chicken. Right. But anyway, I digress. This piece is called Blather. You know that feeling you get when you've left half a can of soda somewhere, but you just can't find it? Panic is setting in, and it's going to go flat, and it's going to get cold, and then bugs are going to find it, and the next day you have a 50-yard chain of tiny ants walking across the wall like an anti-gravity highway. Then you'll know where it is. The can is gone, half of something you want still in it. And there's one CD you want to hear right now that you haven't heard in three years, and then not for eight years before that that you thought of it, that pops back into your head, so you check the CD rack to see an empty spot where it should be, and then you remember that it was in your car... When three years ago, four gang members stole it and weren't content with the undisclosed bundle of cash they got from the bank they robbed and had to take your CD player with them. It's the one with the black thing billowing, bursting forth with power. The Rosicrucians, 1991 at the Marriott Hotel. You set up chairs for banquets and conventions, and the Rosicrucians are renting out half the ballroom. Mysterious, religious, friendly, and slightly strange, like Mormons but cool, One's a balding guy with big tortoiseshell glasses, wearing nice shoes with black socks you can see because the toe section is cut off with the wingtips, like Tom Hanks did with his dead friend's shoes on the island of FedEx. 
It's 10 p.m. You're cleaning up the other side of the ballroom, so separated by a collapsible air wall, and they're having a ritual. Earlier, the dumb server who gets $12 an hour while you get $4.50 doing the real work says she saw them in robes. Everyone else has gone home, but they're having their ritual with a nice low hammond organ and harmonic voices. They sound like the Church of the Moody Blues. Like one of those good pre-80s albums you bought with a, a couple of 1991 weeks ago that you can turn up so loud that you'll swear you smell sweet smoke coming out of the speakers. To our children's children's children, but in the next room, haunting, curiously hypnotic, mysterious and enough to set a delayed reaction fuse in your mind so you can think of them while you're not finding half a can of Mountain Dew somewhere down Eternity Road. And I've just noticed something. What's the difference? Can they see this? Is this being? No, this, there's no visual on it. Okay, you can't see this out there in podcast land, but the, the main difference between Patrick and myself, other than about, you know, a foot, <laughs> <laughs> Patrick takes his glasses off to read his poems, and I put mine on to read them. So. Yeah, it's the trifocally thing. Oh, you got tries? Yeah, I've got, like, yeah. the computer's distance the distance distance and then the reading glass bullshit which i don't think i'm going to do next time because i can't read anything this close yeah. so i just have to take off my glasses so i can see it right here i'm wearing monofocals yeah i used to live in that uh, wonderful age where you could just wear contact lenses and everything was in focus it was beautiful what i felt like those days superman age I turned 41 i think yeah. <laughs> that was about that's, the end of that that's about when i started needing reading glasses 40 40 42 i was like i can't i can't see the newspaper what the hell's in here what is this what is this crap get it out of here well they have those contact lenses which are like multifocal and sometimes they work but unless you really get used to them and when you are using them it's like okay i'll have the steak and then it's like <laughs> you gotta you're still holding your arm back and it takes it, it's such a weird adjustment that you know, I only usually, usually wear them when I'm going to an amusement park where I'm afraid my glasses will fly off. But now I can't even do that. Well, you had me at stake. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again for listening to this edition of the Brick Cave Podcast. Anytime you would like to hear us, just join us online at brickcavepodcast.com. RBC Book supporters can enjoy extra episodes and other great advantages. Details at bcbookclub.com. Thank you again, everyone, for listening, and we'll drop in again soon. How many domain names have you got, man? I got a bunch. Go must be living off you. I mean, they are. <laughs> I'm, I'm funding that new research facility they have over in uh, Tempe. All right. Say good night, Bill. Good night, Bill. Good night, Patrick. Good night.